Man, there's nobody more useless than me. That's for sure. <laughs> you came to the right place, buddy. The NCAA. <laughs> useless. Useless body of people that are passing rules they can't enforce that they know that the courts are going to strike down. It's the dumbest thing. Am I wrong? You are not. You're not wrong. But, you know, why are we trying to act like the NCAA does anything that makes sense? And it never has, never will. And now they got themselves in a world of trouble. And maybe, guys, it's the best thing for us because maybe now the NCAA will die and they can go in and do the things that need to be done and build uh, a conference or league or whatever that can lay down some ground rules and have a commissioner and, and really establish itself, right, like we, like we have with, you know, the NFL and other professional sports because that's where we're going with this game. I know some people don't want to hear that. They don't like it, but that's what it is. Major college football and the major college basketball, men and women, are going down this road. And there's nothing we can do to stop it. And I think this is probably something that, in my opinion, it might end up being the best thing for us because this will get the NCAA out of the way and they can go ahead and just go ahead and create this league. Hey, by the way, that you know Dabo's been talking about for five years is probably going to happen. So, you know. We all need to start listening to Dabo when he brings this up. <laughs> well, I mean, you're listen. You're a hundred percent right. I just, I think, and this is one of the reasons why I feel passionately about this, because there are people legitimately worried about the state of college football going. Somebody's got to do something, and what we really mm-hmm. mean they is do. somebody's got to fix this long term. What the NCA is doing is they're being the worst. The NCAA is actually worse than the people who are trying to exploit the rules because they know these rules are not going to work. They know what might make them work, and they refuse to try it. I mean, it's it's failed right. leadership because they, more than anybody else, know what the courts are telling them about how to fix this, and they absolutely will not do it. But are they? Are are the are the courts telling them? And I mean, I'm I'm real question there. Like Texture says, uh, let Nick Saban be commissioner of college football. Hey. I'd sign off on that, but what good does being a commissioner do if you don't have any any teeth in what you say? Correct. That's right. Yeah, you have to you have to be, go become a private business, and that's 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 what the NFL is. That's what the NBA is. You have to go. You know, and I'm not no businessman by no stretch. I did not get a business degree. I went to journalism school, um, <laughs> but you know, you 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 have to get become a private business. That's the only way. They can set rules and guidelines, and that can, that can be followed. Um, other than that, if the, if the NCAA is not a private business, colleges are not private businesses, uh, and so there, there's a lot of there's a lot of red tape and stuff they got to get around, guys. It's, it's a mess, and um, it's not it's going to get worse before it gets better. I'm afraid, um, but hopefully, it'll eventually start getting fixed, and you know, people will start working together and still against each other. And maybe they can get this thing fixed down the road. I don't know. But, you know, I think what Tennessee's doing, actually, though, and like I said, I think this may help push us along faster than we thought and it'll get the NCAA out of the way because that's what's got to happen. you got to get rid of the NCAA to get this thing done. All right. Uh, let's talk about Clemson basketball last night. Um, Brad Brownell had some interesting comments in his press conference, so we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But what were your takeaways late, late at night uh, with Clemson's win over Louisville? Yeah, I thought, uh, you know, I'm not there for a little bit for a stretch of about, you know, 20 minutes there from like the six or seven minute mark of the 
of the second half of the first half till about the 12 minute mark of the second half Clemson dominated the game and looked good doing it and really kind of after getting off to that slow start kind of got kept their legs underneath them and were playing well and then as Brad said he said that he told the team at the 12 minute mark when they're up 24 points he says listen guys we got to go put this away we can't let them back in we can't let off the gas um, they did a little bit there. He comes back to the eight-minute mark. He tells them again, guys, we got to close this out. We can't let them hang around. We need to finish this right now. And that's not what happened. And they, they messed around. They kind of lost their way, if you will, and um, got caught in the emotions of the gym just because Clemson got the big lead. The little John just was kind of – everybody was sitting on their hands. And um, slowly but surely, here comes Louisville coming back. So – the, the good news about all this, guys, is that this game last year, which was the NIT game, Clemson lost. This year, Clemson won it. And, you know, P.J. Hall kind of made sure, basically single-handedly down the stretch, that he was going to make sure they, they won this game. Um, but, you know, that's the good news, that this is a game they would have lost last year, in my opinion. And they found a way, as I, as I asked Brad about last night in the press conference, was, you know, do you feel good that – hey, you played an emotional game where you gave it everything you got and what happened happened the other day, and you came back here and you got over the hump despite not playing your best basketball. And he said, yeah, that was, that's big. That's big for momentum, um, that they, they fought through that and still found a way to win the game. Visiting with Will Vandervoort here on the program. Check him out, at Will on Twitter, theclemsonsider.com, and the Believe Podcast Network. Are you concerned – by things you saw last night, I know you talked about it being sort of an improvement from last week. But what's your what's your level of? I know it's weird to talk about that after a win, but what's your level of concern with the the things that Clemson was unable to do down the stretch? Yeah, well, there's a concern about putting teams away when you got the opportunity. We've seen it now. It's when you see it one time, you're like, okay, well, that's a one time thing, right? But now you've seen it three times. You saw it against Georgia Tech. You saw it against Duke. And now you've seen it here in this game where Clemson's had opportunities to put the game away and build on its lead late, and instead they they get careless with the basketball. Um, you know, they just don't have that killer instinct, if you will. When you've got some, a team on the ropes, you know, good to great teams, they put those teams away. And so that's my concern right now is that you're not seeing that killer instinct that I think you did see earlier in the year. So it's, I think it's there. It's just a matter of them getting it back. And, and Quark, you know, I think I heard you say this earlier at the start of your show. I think it's more, you know, like you said, they uh, Brad trusts his team and his senior leadership that when they have this lead that those guys will just go do it. Well, maybe he has to come in now and nurse this a little bit more and make sure these guys start putting these games away instead of, you know, um, maybe leaving it up to them to go finish it and, and, and do what they got to do. Sometimes maybe, like you said, maybe he's got to step in and kind of give, gain a little bit more control of this to make sure these guys are understanding the opportunity that's in front of them and they've got to get it taken care of. Yeah, I mean, uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do moving forward against the Virginia team that has really struggled on the road offensively and uh, whether they can sort of learn from this and move forward. Uh, it was an interesting ending to the press conference last night where Brad Brownell, he waxed poetic about the ACC. He found out live that Georgia Tech beat North Carolina – had some interesting comments on that. I know uh, Cameron Burnett wrote that up for you guys at the Clemson Insider. But interesting, he sort of went to bat for the league a little bit in a time where there's a lot of 
I'm just going to call it straight propaganda. I don't even know where it's coming from mm-hmm. that seems to fly in the face of logic and reason regarding ACC basketball. Yeah, there's this narrative out there that the ACC isn't good in basketball, and yet the ACC's 9-3, and three, as Brad pointed out, against the Big 12 this year. They're 6-6 six and six against the SEC. Clemson, of course, has two of those wins against two teams that are probably going to be in the tournament in South Carolina and Alabama. And one was at home, one was on the road. <laughs> um, so, and Clemson's got good wins against TCU, right? Uh, at a Big 12 team. And so he's talking about, he's like, how can people say this conference isn't good? And he used Georgia Tech as an example. He's like, I dare to challenge anybody and, and beat Duke, North Carolina, and Clemson, uh, in, in, you know, like Georgia Tech has done. He's like, I challenge anybody to come do it. He says, they can't. That's what he said. He's like, he said, that's how good this league is. So you're, he's like, you're telling me Georgia Tech is not a good team? It's not good in the sense that, you know, yeah, they have their problems and stuff, but they're still good. They play good basketball. And he's kind of pointing that out. Like, you know, the league is kind of eating itself up, and that's what's hurting them. And he, one thing he talked about was maybe they need to go back and relook at that 20-game schedule and say maybe we need to make it 18. And he said the reason why is he says and he, and he called out the Big 12. And this was the point that really stood out to me. He called out the Big 12 and said, look at their non-conference schedules. They load up with guaranteed wins. And he says, and they go ahead and they beat those teams by 100 points. And he says, now you only get 10 points for the win on the net. He says, however, you do get points for offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency. And he says, so they're locking up and they're beating teams by 40 or 50 points and they're shooting you know, at a high level and they're playing defense at a high level and they're just beating these these bad teams up, and they're getting rewarded for it. He says, on the contrast, the ACC, he said, we're out here playing in these tournaments. We're playing teams in the top 10 and top 15. And he's like, we're getting punished for it. So he says, we obviously may need to look at ourselves and say, okay, maybe we need to start playing guaranteed wins instead of playing these uh, games where they kind of up in the air. And he talked about how the last two years, look at, look at Clemson's schedule and how they played these kind of close games, non-conference games that could go either way. And he says, maybe we need to stop playing those and play more guaranteed wins. I, I mean, I think he's right. I mean, if you look at the Big 12, and you know what? I, I'll say this. I think it's been irresponsible the way that uh, some of the national media, I mean, we talk about John Rothstein, but he's not alone in this. Some of the national media is actually perpetuating this. This is not just a like a like uh, an impersonal, inanimate formula that's just spitting out these numbers. There are people that are supposed to be able to break this down and say, well, the Big 12 strength of schedules are not very good in the non-conference, but it feels like they're not. Uh, it feels like they're, for whatever reason, that's just not happening. That, to me, is the frustration here. Am I, am I wrong about that? No, that is the frustration, and that's kind of where he was going last night. And, and Brad's not the only coach that's talked about this. Right. You know, um, there's several coaches out there, especially the ACC, and I think it's smart that you got Brad and other coaches in the conference really stepping up and pointing this out now instead of during selection committee time. Like, let's get it out there now. Let's get it out there where people can understand to say the ACC is not one of the top three or four conferences in the country is ridiculous. It, it really is, you know. And it's this perception out there that people have that the conference is not that good again. And it's like, I just don't understand it. When you see Clemson going to Alabama, who you decide is a team high in the net rankings, Clemson goes to Alabama and beats them. An Alabama team that nobody can beat. 
Um, you know, they beat a South Carolina team who beat Kentucky and um, Tennessee, two teams that you're very high on the net rankings. They beat a TCU team who's high in the net rankings. It, it's a, I'm like, okay, so how are you saying the conference is bad when you've got teams like Clemson, Duke, and North Carolina? And Brad even brought out how Louisville played, you know, uh, played teams tough. And I think you guys mentioned Georgia, uh, Georgia Tech beat Mississippi State. It's like, how can you say the conference isn't good when they've gone out there against those Power Five conferences and played well? The ACC has. It's a great point. Unfortunately, we got to leave it there. Willie V, always appreciate the time. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week, my man, and we'll talk again next week. All right, man, we need to go on a rant about this, Quark. This will be uh, good for me and you to just talk on press row one day or something. Yeah, you're right, uh, at a loud volume and get kicked out of the press box. That'll be great. Uh, baseball's be coming fun. right around the corner. That feels like exactly what's going to happen. Well, we'll do that on a rainy day at a baseball game. There ain't no doubt. <laughs> uh, be good, buddy. <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to you later, buddy. All Bye. right, that is Will Vandervoort joining the program. All right, 654 Roar is the number you want to join us. Hour 3 continues after this. Royal Flush Toilet Rentals. If you want to potty like a rock star, you can with us. At Royal Flush Toilet Rentals, we offer construction porta potty rentals, septic tank pumping, and luxury toilet trailers. Call 864-238-8800. We have two-stall, three-stall, and four-stall trailers for your corporate events, wedding parties, and special occasions. Call 864-238-8800. Royal Flush Toilet Rentals. Carolina Top Dress is your go-to solution for maintaining a healthy and vibrant lawn. With our specialized soil conditioning program, we ensure your grass stays nutritious and healthy. Right now, take advantage of our limited time offer and receive a free lawn aeration when you sign up for our program. Trust us to help your lawn thrive all season long. Visit us now at carolinatopdressing.com for your free quote. And as always, Go Tigers! Wow, 2023 flew by, but I sure am ready for 2024. My favorite way to start the new year is to make my home feel like new with Zero Res Carpet and Air Duct Cleaning. Only Zero Res uses advanced patented process called ZR Water for superior, long-lasting clean. Right now, three rooms of carpet clean for only $119. Plus, mention me, Mickey, and the Roar, and you'll get a hallway clean for free. Easily schedule your cleaning online at ZeroResGreenville.com. So you're looking for financing on your next vehicle. AutoWorks in Greer has you covered with easy in-house financing and super fast approvals. Low down payments make life simple. And there's no need to drive all the way to the dealership. We can give you an answer in as little as 10 minutes. Just fill out our fast app online at AutoWorksSC.com. With almost 80 vehicles to choose from, including trucks and 3 row SUVs, finding your vehicle just got easier. Kick off 2024 in style by visiting AutoWorksSC.com. That's AutoWorksSC.com. Engineered Sleep has been a Roar partner for over eight years, and your support has meant the world to them. They design and manufacture some of the best mattresses in the world right here in Greenville, South Carolina. If you've not visited their new 95,000-square-foot facility at 333 North Pleasantburg Drive in Greenville, you should. Go check out their mattress showroom and also take a tour of their factory. It is rare that you can buy a mattress directly from a factory that has been making them since 1931. Clemson Nation, this is former national champion Ben Boulware. If you live in Anderson, Greenville, Clemson, or Malden, South Carolina, and you're looking for the best birthday suit in town, come get tailored at www. 
www.thejunkyardfitness.com. Come by and see us at our four locations in the upstate of South Carolina. Your first week is always free. Whether you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, see for yourself why the team at Ralph Hayes Toyota and Anderson has been blocking out the competition for 75 years. PJ Hall here letting you know if you want to stay on top during the regular and postseason, Ralph Hayes Toyota has your next ride. From their certified pre-owned to all their new 2024 Toyotas, South Carolina's oldest Toyota dealer welcomes you. Ralph Hayes Toyota, Clemson Boulevard, Anderson. We wrote the book on price. Ralph Hayes Toyota. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Live and local sports talk coming to you from the UpCountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate. Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. The Roar. Knocking down topics like bowling pins. Straight down the middle. No hook, no spin, no fuss. Anything more and this becomes figure skating. We are The Roar. Continue on here in hour three out of bounds. William Quaggenbush, Ben Milstead with you. If you are looking for, you know, we talked about earlier today about doing things you're passionate about and that that sort of changes the outlook on your job, the things that aren't as fun about your job, uh, that they seem just normal, natural uh, to you. They might seem terrible to somebody else. Well, here's something interesting. Uh, Arthrex, they just take out all the stuff you don't like. They have great benefits packages. Flexible shift uh, schedules. Uh, they have great rates for weekend work. Um, they give you. They've got childcare coming soon. They give you access to pickleball and athletic fields and walking trails. They want to hire you. You don't even need to be trained. They want to hire you, and they'll train you up for the job that you're doing. And then they love promoting from within. They want to get good people and keep good people. It's not just about the work that they do, helping weekend warriors, professional athletes, everybody in between getting back in the game, it is the people that you work with, the culture of the business that keeps it going strong. And they are still expanding right there in Sandy Springs, in our area. Uh, every time I go by, there's some construction, there's something new going on. Uh, they've got gourmet meals. they got a chef there on-site daily making those. Uh, it's just a great, great place to work. Uh, if you are looking for a career change or you just think that sounds cool to you, go and apply at careers.arthrex. Dot com. Uh, we are joined now on the phones by Walt Deptula. You hear him every day, 3 to 7 on Road Rage. He joins us right now. Walt, what's going on? Clock Ben, it's good to speak with you guys. You know, it's amazing how the world of college football just keeps evolving on a daily basis. You know, on, on, this, on this issue, though, in relation to NIL and the Tennessee situation, 
Clark, I'm going to side more with Ben on this in terms of this particular issue and it being more related to uh, the recruiting inducement issue. You know, what Tennessee is basically saying is that you usher all this stuff in and we live in a gray area and now you want to police the gray. You know, look at the Ohio State situation that you and Ben were talking about the other day. It's, it's a classic gray area. You know, is, is Ohio State using this as a recruiting inducement? Tennessee's position is that you can't separate these things, that you can't usher in all these other things and then say, well, yeah, but you can't do this one thing because what their suggestion is, it's just one giant area of gray. And I tend to think that's true. I mean, and, you you know, remember that this stuff was all ushered in under the Emmert administration. And now Baker is trying his best to rein some of it in. But, you know, the reason I don't think this is a collective bargaining issue is this is not a player movement. This, this, this is the University of Tennessee and the state of Tennessee and Virginia basically arguing, hey, we want to be able to give these guys as much as they want whenever they want it. So it, it's not, this is not a player's rights issue, really. This is an issue of we're trying to give them everything we can. You know, furthermore, if you were to usher in collective bargaining, you're also going to usher in strikes. Although I don't know what any of these guys would have anything to strike about. <laughs> they own the whole world. That's true. That's that's very true. Now let me let me just say this. I I I agree with what you're saying, and I really I agree with what Ben's saying too. Like they're basically saying, why would you just sort of randomly haphazardly choose where you're going to limit this thing? My thing, I feel for the fans here, Walt, who are like, and really for the coaches who are like, we can't just keep doing this. And the NCAA continues to pretend that they can have the same type of rules and the same type of standards and the same type of structure, and all the while knowing that at the the first second that the thing goes to court, they're going to get laughed out of there. I mean, it just feels like they're just heaping problems on top of each other. They're not real solutions. You know what's really astonishing when you think about this? We are actually, we have set up a situation that just continues to grow and get worse where the new normal increases on a daily basis, so much so that we are actually setting a situation up where it may be more advantageous to players to just stay in college than go to pros, which is insanity, <laughs> but because there are no guardrails whatsoever. You know, there's nothing that, in the NFL, you have all sorts of guardrails. Your movement is limited. You're your money is limited. Your opportunity is limited. College football right now, college athletics, none of it's limited. <laughs> you can do anything you want. You have complete freedom of movement. You can, you can uh, basically take the meat market approach and sell your services and move from one school to the next on a yearly basis with, with nothing to curtail you. It's, the whole thing is astonishing, and, and certainly it needs guidelines and rules. But right now, as Ben has pointed out before, it's simply a player's world. Everything favors them. And I don't see how you're going to curtail any of it. Because, again, look, when the Chancellor of Tennessee immediately comes out yesterday and basically <laughs> spits in the face of the NCAA and says, I'm going to do whatever I want, just shut up, you know, uh, that tells you all you need to know. You know, and I think, you know, just logically, I think she's on solid ground. Again, I go back to the Ohio State thing. What what just happened with Ohio State? The in the bringing in of these players, did Ohio State cross the line into the issue of recruiting inducements? And I would suggest that they probably did, 
but if they already had NIL deals laid out for these guys, where do you separate that? And, and I think that's Tennessee's point. You can't separate these things. You want to indiscriminately and arbitrarily draw a line here, and they're saying that, no, you can't do that. You can't separate these things. They're too lumped together to try and divide them and then single out people when they, uh, they cross the line. You know, again, I think this is Baker trying to put the big fat genie back in the bottle, back in the Emmer bottle, and the genie now weighs like 3,000 pounds and you can't put it back in that bottle. You know what? Uh, I think you're right about that. And, you know, I will say we knew this about two seconds after NIL started when Nick Saban didn't use as a recruiting inducement the statement where he <laughs> said, my quarterback's making a million dollars as if the next quarterback ain't going to connect the dots. <laughs> I mean, he didn't even refer to him by name. He didn't even use Bryce Young's name. He said it was all Alabama. He said, this is what happens when you go to Alabama. So he immediately crossed that line, and there was no NCAA to do anything about it. Um, and so, you know, I, I mean, we have, a, we have a colossal mess. But I do, I do know if you usher in collective bargaining, you in theory would usher in strike, uh, and we would have stoppages, work stoppages in college football, other than, as I already indicated, the players have absolutely nothing to strike about because, I mean, these guys must wake up just silly happy every morning now with the, with the way the world has changed in their favor, you know, the last few years. And we have multi-millionaires in, in college football who just jump around from place to place with no restriction. So You would think. I, I think, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a madman world. Walt. Looking forward to hearing more of this from three to seven. Thanks for your uh, thanks for nice your insight and guys. your input. Yes, absolutely. Walt yeah. Tula, boys and girls. If you had strikes, I wonder if you can have lockouts. Ooh, see, like I'm, I'm not even, I'm not really even thinking about that. That's a good point. Like you would, you would have like the every downside of the union. Um, and that's I mean, honestly that's how far that we've gone. Think about how many times we've been like, well, we we should never do that, and then that thing becomes the best solution. <laughs> that thing becomes a more a more workable solution. Um, can we get back to the uh, the Big Twelve ACC discussion a little bit? My guy Terrence Oglesby is on Twitter fighting this fight too. Brad Brownell was fighting that fight too at the end of his press conference last night. Ben Milstead, you have been fighting this fight too, and. I, the the argument, it, it feels like the Big 12 people are are having different, like everybody's talking past each other on this. Nobody's saying the Big 12 teams are not very good. We're just simply saying that there are, there are issues with the way the Big 12 teams appear to be good that we thought were supposed to be penalized in these formulas. Yeah, well, the conference net ranking... I'm not sure what we're even using that for, but it's a thing. The co- the conference net is looking at your non-conference record and your non-conference win percentage. It's the same thing, looking at it two different ways. Uh, the Big Twelve, so the Big Twelve is considered the best conference because of that. Uh, far and away, they won 81 percent of their non-conference games. Well, why did they? I I did the math, Quok. This is and, so And this good. makes you happy. Uh, the Big 12 has one, and, and I'm going to compare it to the ACC because Brad Brunell brought it up last night. Uh, one non-conference 
schedule ranked in the top 50 in the Big 12. The ACC, they have five non-conference strength of schedules in the top 50. The average of the 14 teams, the average non-conference strength of schedule for the Big 12 is 200. 200? 200. The average non-conference strength of schedule for the 15 teams in the ACC, 136. You obviously have, you've got several that are really good. I mean, as I said, there's five in the top 50. But then you also have, you know, Louisville that's 337 that's going to bring you way down. NC State's currently at 305. But here's the strength of schedules in the Big 12. 94, 292, 274, 31, that's Kansas, 343, 246, 219, 97, 251, 200, 223, 59, 287. I mean, these are garbage non-conference. As I counted there, I count six worse than 200 and one in the top 50. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight worse than 200. Eight more than half your league. Now there's 300 and what? 365 teams in, uh, I'm sorry. There's nine worse than 200. Nine worse than 200. There's 362 division one basketball teams. That means the midpoint is 181. So you've got nine or 14 teams playing a below average strength of schedule. But the reason that your conference, which was 10 teams, and you could blame the double round robin, the reason that your conference is being inflated is because everybody blew these teams out, is what people are, is what people are talking about. Blowout wins over quad four teams. All these quad four wins, they count significantly with your, uh, with your efficiency numbers, which... As a side note, I told Ben I was going to try to explain this without putting us into an obligatory uh, nerd alert. I like using efficiency numbers because it's more standardized than just like stats that don't take into account possessions or things like that, like the the tempo of teams or tempo neutral. Um, But if you play bad teams, you can rig those numbers. You you can like you can rig the if if we're using. Tempo numbers. You can play an 80-possession game five times against five horrible teams and score 120 points, and that blows your number up the whole season. Furthermore, what it does is if you figure out how to beat the system, every single stinking one of your games is quad one. Yeah, and so talking about beating the system. Now, there, I've heard these discussions. You know, Coaches and staff, they sit around, and they try to figure out the best way to put their schedule together. And there is a there is a, a school of thought that if you do what the Big 12 does, and I heard this before this year, that if you schedule cupcakes but you win by 20 to 25 points against those cupcakes, then it has the same impact or better than scheduling – a bunch of non-conference quad one scheduling really tough and going, you know, winning 75% of those games that it, the wins over the, there, there comes a point where you beat them so bad that it has the same impact as playing a good team close. 
And that's kind of the debate that staffs have. The Big 12 has, I mean, it feels to me like they've compared notes and they've adopted this as the way to go. And it's working for them. But as you just said, are you not kind of beating the system? Yes. I mean, that's that's ultimately what it is. You're And you're beating the system by doing things that we were told were big no-no's. Remember, you weren't, uh-uh-uh, you're not getting in if you have a, a poor non-conference schedule. Well, none of these teams are going to be held accountable for that. They're actually going to be credited as if they went and proved something in the non-conference. Right. And it's not good for college basketball, and it's not good for... It's not good for leagues that challenge themselves and teams that challenge themselves and lose to not get rewarded when we are rewarding teams that don't challenge themselves at all. And by nature of the formula we use, we are then giving them the benefit of playing an entire conference slate of quad one games. Look at where these Big 12, these big 12 teams that have eight or nine. Brad Brown, I'll talk about it last I know we got to go to break. Brad Brownell talked about it last night, that some of these Big 12 teams have eight or nine bye games. He said, we have five. He said, if we need to start adding more bye games, we can certainly do that. But we overscheduled this year because we were told that having a weak non-conference schedule kept us out of the tournament last year. Doesn't make any sense. Final segment of the program. we got a lot more to do in a little time next. If you are dealing with the complexities of selling an inherited property or navigating a property in probate, Samuel Property Group is here to help. Hi, this is Brady Brannon, owner of Samuel Property Group, your trusted partner in real estate solutions. Whether it's navigating probate laws or needing a quick real estate sale without the MLS, Samuel Property Group can get you a quick cash offer in as little as 10 days. Visit SamuelPropertyGroup.com today to turn your property challenges into great opportunities. The floors in your kitchen, den, and bedrooms all have an appropriate hardwood, tile, or carpeted surface. As it stands right now, the concrete floors in your garage, patio, or mechanical room are left exposed. At Iron Drive Floor Coatings, we can give those spaces the attention they deserve with the installation of our highly reviewed epoxy coatings. I'm Jake Wilson, owner of Iron Drive Floor Coatings. Our team can finally transform your home's concrete surfaces. Schedule a free quote today at irondrivegaragefloors.com. Is your crawl space damp or musty? Water in your crawl space can cause wood to rot and creates an environment for mold and mildew that can make its way inside your home. Canty Foundation Specialist specializes in crawl space repair. Call us today for your free inspection so you can have the peace of mind knowing your crawl space is dry and your home is protected. Call today, 864-641-0176 or visit cantycanfixit.com. Carolina Toddress is your go-to solution for maintaining a healthy and vibrant lawn. With our specialized soil conditioning program, we ensure your grass stays nutritious and healthy. Right now, take advantage of our limited time offer and receive a free lawn aeration when you sign up for our program. Trust us to help your lawn thrive all season long. Visit us now at carolinatopdressing.com for your free quote. And as always, go Tigers! 
I'm Richard Thompson of Thompson & King Law Firm, and I believe that every person has a God-given desire to work. That's why I take Social Security and workers' compensation cases very seriously, because most folks don't really want to think they're disabled. They hesitate to file for disability, and when they're turned down, they hesitate to appeal their case. But they are disabled. If you're presently unable to work on a daily basis, even if you don't fully understand the cause, come see me. I'll take your case seriously. I know you do. The Thompson & King Law Firm, 222-0200, or online at thompsonking.com. Trucks cost less than Traveler's Rest, where your friends at George Coleman Ford are offering an F-150 four-wheel drive crew cab with SDX package MSRP at 53120 George Coleman Ford priced at only 44453 Special rates available through Ford Motor Credit as low as 2.9% for 72 months, led by the fourth generation and in business for over 90 years. That's the team at George Coleman Ford with approved credit offer good through April 2nd, 2024. New year, new you. I know you've been thinking about it because I was there too. I thought about it many years. And then I did it, dropped big pounds and never looked back. Look, any time's a good time to start something good and something new. But now with the holidays in the rearview mirror, now's the time to start PhD. If dropping weight's on your mind, just for a second, forget exercise. We know it's great for a million reasons. But instead, call PhD because it starts in the kitchen. Drop that weight. Keep it off for life. Now's the time. Go to the website, myphdweightloss.com. Hey, guys. Did you go up a pant size over this winter? Shed that weight with semiglutide from Low Country Mail. It reduces cravings, lowers A1C, and lets you lose weight with no strict diets or exercise. All plans include primary care, labs, medication, and more. No long-term contracts, just straightforward pricing. Proven results make men men again. LowCountryMail.com Craft Stove Store and Patio is here to help your home stay warm and cozy until spring with over 20 burning displays of vented and vent-free gas logs. Vent-free logs will heat for just pennies an hour and even keep you warm and cozy in the event of a power failure. Craft Stove Store and Patio even features the radiant heating vented gas logs that have a real fire look and radiant heat. Visit Craft Stove Store and Patio located on 3002 Wade Hampton Boulevard, Taylor's. Craft Stove Store and Patio. Chiefs versus 49ers. Who do you have winning the Super Bowl? He's in for the touchdown! McCaffrey scores! Get in at 654-ROAR and let us know. We are the Roar. All right, we don't have time for a bunch of music today. Let me tell you about Upstate. <laughs> I mean, we we got a lot to do. We do. Uh, it's also the last segment, and I played the wrong music. My apologies. Uh, UpstateMuscle.com. Let me tell you about the special going on right now. This is on the IsoWay Pure Isolate Protein. It's only on the IsoWay. Uh, if you get the Cinnamon Crunch flavor... You can use promo code CINNA at checkout and get 40% off of your order. That's as good a sell as they have ever done. It's the Iso Whey Pure Isolate Protein, the Cinnamon Crunch flavor. And trust me, that's the flavor you want to start with to begin with. Uh, this protein, as I said, it is the, the Pure Isolate version 25 grams of protein in every serving. It has the BCAAs in it. It has the digestive enzymes, and it has the essential amino acids as well. 
25, 12.5 grams of EAAs in that. Again, a lot of people pay separate for BCAAs and the EAAs. Uh, this is all in the best protein on the market. Upstatemuscle.com is where you can read more about it. If you try it, you don't like it, you get your money back. It's simple as that. Upstatemuscle.com, and don't forget to use that promo code C-I-N-N-A. I feel like we should be um, we should be specific on this. the The argument that people are making is not that the Big Twelve is somehow they have propped up a bunch of bad teams to look good. I do actually think the Big Twelve has good teams in it. I do too. It's just they have employed a strategy to beat the system. And listen, if other conferences would have figured that out, they would have done it too. But let's just call it what it, the proof will be in the pudding. Wait, wait until you get to wait till you get to uh, into the NCAA tournament and and see how the Big Twelve fares. They might be fine. Who knows? But there, because of their non-conference rankings. There's a great chance all those teams are going to be elevated, you know, perhaps to a seed. Maybe they're all seeded higher than one seed higher than they really should be. And then they're going to be prone to upset because they're not seeded properly. Houston is a good team. You know, I mean, they are. I got no problem. TCU, a horrible non-conference strength of schedule. TCU is a good team. I mean, there there's some there's some good teams in that conference. Kansas, certainly. Baylor. I think Oklahoma's pretty good. Now, I do think there are a couple of these that, that have raised my eyebrows like, I'm not sure about y'all. Cincinnati is a top 30 Ken Palm team. What are they in the net? Do you have Cincinnati's net? Uh, I do. They are Big 12, Cincinnati. I think they're 180, uh, 203. Strength of schedule? Non-conference strength of schedule, 203. That's just, I mean, I, I, I don't think Cincinnati's that good. I've watched Cincinnati a couple times. I I just don't think that's a very good team. That's one that I think they've beaten the system. They are sitting right now. If you if you ask me on a neutral floor, is Cincinnati better than Clemson? I'm saying absolutely not. Not even close. Cincinnati is now one spot ahead of Clemson in the net. Yeah, and here's the other thing. I'm not arguing that the ACC is the best. They're not. No. They're not. Uh, in fact, for my money, I'd probably go Big East, who is is third uh, right now. They have uh, Big Twelve, Big Ten, SEC, Big East, ACC. You know, I if I had to pick a conference right now, once you get to postseason play, I'm probably going Big East. Big East is very strong at the top, and it got you know like Prov. Um not Providence. I mean, Who am I thinking of? Creighton, very good team. UConn, obviously Marquette, Creighton, very good teams. The point is simply this: the ACC, for whatever reason, it feels like the ACC's resumes, their that that coefficient, that net, has been somehow like artificially diminished. It's been artificially dropped, while some other leagues' coefficients have been artificially raised. Basically, because they're playing sucky teams. Yeah, speaking of uh, of Big East, not everybody is great. Did you see DePaul's score last night? Oh man, they lost. They lost at home to Seton Hall. 
uh, 72 to 39. They scored 18 in the first half and 21 in the second. Did you see the last play? Was it the foul shots? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got to talk about this because that reminds <laughs> me of how bad Louisville shot the ball sometimes. Uh, let's let's go back to that real quick. The rebounding mar- margin last night was ridiculous. I mean, on paper, Clemson didn't even try to rebound. Right. And was there was it twenty one offensive rebounds? Twenty one offensive. So rebounds. you gave twenty one second chance points to Louisville, and you did. There's no way around it. However, my theory is this, Quark, and I'm not joking when I, I know say what you're going to say. They shot so poorly that the rebounds are not where you normally would catch a rebound. I mean, Quark, they're throwing air balls and and. Straightaway jumpers, most D1 players, straightaway jumpers are long or short. They're missing these things left and right where they're not even catching rim. R.J. Godfrey got hit in the face by an air ball last night, and he looked like the most uncoordinated human you've ever seen trying to rebound. It was because it, it was it wasn't short or long. Did, it did was it off go, to the right. Did it go out of bounds? There yes, was, it went off one, his face out of bounds. A, yeah, and I'm like, that's you don't like that. That's normally a rebound for you. But your opponent sucks so bad <laughs> that <laughs> I, mean, I can it's a, I. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Can I also say? And I, I don't like. I'm not trying to. You know what? I am trying to make light of this. Louisville's a hideous shooting team. Do you know when it's easy to offensive rebound? When you know the shot is missed. Yeah. When you know beyond a shadow of a doubt, there's a rebound for me. It's so hard to rebound for guys that make it all the time because you want to get back. Because right. I don't need to rebound. But when you know your teammate's going to miss so horribly, you just stand around there. The ball's going to carry them. It's going to cl- yeah. clang off the rim right to you somewhere. Yeah, and look, uh, Clemson shot poorly at the beginning as well. But they're not missing like that. Somebody, somebody responded to one of my tweets last night that – the best shooting in the building at halftime was the girl shooting at halftime in the in the student contest <laughs> it was jeff and he's not wrong like i, I think she made she was like two for eight i'm like well heck bitch she's very she's good better than clemson and louisville <laughs> she at least catches some iron on her misses oh man she was very good yeah she, she didn't airball any i don't think I was working allegedly at halftime, but I, I did appreciate that. Um, this hour brought to you by friends at Willie Taco. Uh, once again, if you're looking for a place to go for dinner tonight, for happy hour today, Willie Taco, folks. Um, this is the last day. Again, some of y'all doing dry January. They, they'll still have tequila tomorrow. Um, so you can do whatever you want with tequila. They, they have it. Like They can do it for you. Um, they have great appetizers. They have the bowls. They have the great selection of tacos that are like gourmet made. The presentation is terrific. It's just a different, funky uh, fusion experience than what you're expecting at Willie Taco. Five upstate locations at Willie Taco. Text from the 843 says uh, One time, this is funny because I remember this. One time the ball hit the bottom of the backboard. How are you supposed to rebound that? 
bottom of the backboard. <laughs> Do you know how hard that is to, to hit the bottom of the backboard? It's, it's, it's a lot easier to hit the rim. <laughs> yeah, a lot easier. A lot more real estate there. Like, like the normal motion of your, your wrist and arm shooting the ball, to, to make that go to the bottom of the backboard, you have to be blind. I'm gonna, can I tell this story? I need, I need to tell a story on air. So our women's basketball, she may not want me to tell this, but I don't care. Uh, Tori Neiman, I'm doing the game with Tori Neiman on, uh, on Sunday. And right at the start of pregame, we're about to do Amanda Butler's pregame interview. She looks at me and goes, how much time do I have before we have to talk again? I said probably about seven and a half minutes. She realized that she did not put in her contacts. And she realized for a long time, she's like, it's just a little blurry. Like, I just can't tell faces. And she was like, I was trying to blink and figure it out. So she literally sprints from the radio location to lot five, gets her contacts, sprints back up. She's like, I had a call for a full day. I, she, <laughs> she made said it. She sprint, and she made it with like 30 seconds to spare. And she, at the first break, was like, I'm still catching my breath. And I was like, no one on air notices. It was the greatest stamina I've ever seen. The reason I bring that up is because every single Louisville player, I was watching them in warm-ups. I was like, they need Tori's contacts. <laughs> they don't, they're looking at three rims up there. They don't actually know which one they're shooting at. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. Uh, we don't have time for the music. We really don't even have time for Humday Headlines, but we're doing it anyway because we got to tell you about the Wheel and Foul Cigar Bar in downtown Anderson, wfcigarbar.com. Uh, go and uh, check them out right there on Main Street. I'm just going to throw this out there. YouTube TV is going to let us, in very short order, I say us because I'm a YouTube TV person, customize your multi-view windows. Remember football season? They give you like 20 options, but they don't let you pick and choose which ones you want, so you just kind of have to take the packages they give you. Make your multi-view window is going to be available. I think it's going to be available in time for the NCAA tournament. I'm very excited. They about it. might have a new customer. Oh man, uh, I'll talk to you. I'll we'll we'll uh, we'll set that up. Um, so that's it. Do you have anything? We have like 90 seconds. Do you have anything on update headlines today? Uh, well, you you mentioned uh, the Super Bowl. I did find it funny that DraftKings is entering a sponsorship deal with LeBron James for picks. He knows a little bit about basketball, right? He does. Yeah, except he's picking NFL games, and he sucks at that. <laughs> he started in week four this past year. Oh, no. And he was hard. There was one week that he picked two outright winners, and they lost by a combined 49 points. <laughs> I'm not making that up. Is this a fade LeBron promotion, or are they being straight up about it? Oh, they're being straight up about it. <laughs> <laughs> Kayshawn Bouti thinks but, that's a rough hit but, rate. But yeah, exactly. But I mean, do the right thing and fade LeBron. <laughs> fade LeBron. That's so messed up. Fade LeBron. This is not a barber shop. This is not a hair show. But fade LeBron. Uh, that's it. That was one of my favorite uh, hump day headlines ever. Um, I, I will. Do we know who LeBron's picking? Do we know what he's taking on DraftKings? Go opposite. Okay. I don't know. Go opposite. <laughs> oh, man. Keep tabs on that. Um, Good show today, man. We covered a lot of stuff. We did. Uh, appreciate uh, Jana Butler for joining us. Appreciate Will Vanderbilt for joining us as well. Uh, the calls and the texts, we appreciate that. Um, on tomorrow's show, 
We still have some NFL to get to. I've got some college football notes that we still uh, that we've got to sort of address. Some more thoughts on Clemson recruiting from the weekend.